Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Q and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and, despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. Oh, Sam, I don't think I could do this episode. I don't think I could do it. OK, let's go. Let's get into it. You've got to do it. Do it for the community, Ed. Come on. <laughs> there's, there's young people listening to this podcast who want us to do it. They want... We do it for them. <laughs> we can't just give up. No. <laughs> right, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think um, this is the most bizarrely judged episode of Drag Race I've ever seen in all the 5,000 series that we've seen so far. Uh, but obviously we will get to that. But that is the reason why, out of ten, I'm going to give this episode a very lowly three. I am going to give it a seven. Oh, God, we're way off. We're usually quite close. I feel like I don't know you anymore, Sam. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Oh, God. I mean, I didn't find the episode boring, but I d- it's just the judgment at the end. But we will get to that. But also, I don't know if you... because I'm still drunk. That's possibly why. <laughs> well, no, Sam, because I'm still drunk too. And I still didn't find it that entertaining. Yeah, I don't know. I just... Have you noticed as well, um, I've been looking in newspapers and magazines this week. Our out of 10 rating seems to be catching on. I'm seeing it in other forms of media now. Oh, my God. <laughs> are you? I know. I wonder if we should get paid for that. People are marking I stuff out of it. I didn't. Big mistake. Huge. Oh, huge. <laughs> Uh, so, we, so we start off the episode with Anastasia has gone, uh, which I'm glad because I didn't really know how to say her name. Uh, I can't remember her surname, but she's. I'm left. looking at her uh, runway outfit as she as she walks away. Like you can see why. I mean, it was ridiculous. It looked stupid. It was awful, and it did not look like Chun Li. Oh um, no! Why do you think that she? I think she's the first ever queen not to leave a mirror message. Why do you think she did that? Or didn't do that, rather. I love it. Well, either she forgot. No, she wouldn't have forgotten because the producers would have told her. But she, um, it's because she kept like, when they kept giving her terrible remarks, she was going, oh, you're in the bottom too. And then laughing like... It Dr. was almost creepy. Yeah, yeah laughing, laughing like Dr. Hibbert. <laughs> Dr. Hibbert. And then I think it was to show how... Uh, I'm doing it now. <laughs> Just randomly laughing. It was to show how annoyed she was, I think. It was like to cover up her utter, utter anger. And I think that um, once, she was off, once she was off stage, she was just so furious that it had happened that she just stormed off. I think she ran out of lipstick, personally. Um, <laughs> or, or maybe she's actually illiterate and um, didn't really know what... and didn't want to make a big deal out of it, so just walked out. She could have just mushed her face into the mirror and left loads of makeup there instead. <laughs> While she was laughing, just mashing her face against the mirror. <laughs> Smashing her face into it. No, too much. Yeah, then you could use the blood. That could be good if you have run out of lipstick. But um, I think it's, it's, it reminds me of the beginning of season 12 when, was it Dahlia Sin? She didn't say anything. She just stormed off stage. And sometimes doing nothing actually leaves a bigger mark and is more memorable than doing something. So if this is strategic, I take my hat off to her. Um, but I have a feeling it's not. Look at Vanjie. Van- Vanjie made a whole name for herself literally as she left. Yeah, apparently I heard that Vanjie, like, didn't know they were going to use the whole thing. So she thought she was saying it to give them different options of, like, Miss Vanjie, and then she'd do it again to a different camera. Miss Vanjie, and then... But they included the whole thing. So apparently it was all a big mistake, that. <laughs> Interesting. And they all thought she was a lunatic, which is why it was so funny. <laughs> That's go out in complete lunacy, laugh hysterically, keep saying your own name and smash your face against the mirror. They're not going to forget you. 
Win, win, win. I love that bit because they're because obviously, as we've said before, it's obviously quite a microcosm of drag queens in Canada. So they had to get quite a lot of them from Toronto. So they've obviously got a big gay scene over there. Um, and yeah, so they're all so they brought all of their petty gripes with them to the show. And obviously, for people that aren't from Toronto, it's just boring. And they're just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I think Toronto must be Canada's version of New York. Cause you always get a few New York queens, don't you? And as Britta Filter proved this year, they like to mention it. Um, but yeah, also I think the thing about Canada is, even though it's a very big country, it's quite. I think it's got quite a small population for how big it is. So they really do all know each other, don't they? And they really got the census episode that even on the UK drag race, there were a few that didn't were a bit... Um, uh, unknown like scaredy cat or gothy kendall but here i think they all know each other and that really it's like with i think we'll find this with australia's drag race as well it's like um australia with australia um you've got melbourne sydney and maybe perth and i don't imagine there's very many drag queens from anywhere else mm-hmm. so they'll all know who they are because the because the country's so huge like you said with canada but the but the population is so concentrated on some very small areas compared to the actual vastness of the place yeah i've been to drag bars in perth and they do not need to be on tv let me just say that so they do <laughs> exist but not everyone needs to be on tv um i had a bit of because you know when you're kind of watching drag race but you're also doing something else um, like no, I concentrate no. with my. <laughs> <laughs> well, I concentrate fully on all stars, but with Canada's Drag Race, sometimes I'll be messaging and stuff. So I actually thought they'd announce the guest judge, the guest host as Adele, because I wasn't looking at the screen. It said, and this week's is Adele. I was like, what the fuck? Have they gone from like three unknowns to Adele? And then I realised it's this man, Bidel. B- Bidel. Have had you heard of him? Uh, yeah, no, I hadn't. Um, but I look. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not being funny, but I look. I looked. He's obviously a you know a famous designer. But I looked him up on Instagram. He's. I mean, not that it's all about followers, but he's only got ten thousand followers. I mean, I've got at least four thousand. When are they going to put me as a judge? Well, well, you're not Canadian, are you? I am. Read all about it. No, it's just. <laughs> I think it's just that I don't. I think because, as I said before, they. The whole team on it are obviously Canadian. So they're doing it massively Canadian-centric is what they absolutely should do. Oh, nothing gets past you, Sam. <laughs> they're, they're really going for a Canadian theme, this this series. But I mean, like, to the point when, like, I mean, I think, for example, they used, or they tried to use celebrities that were known worldwide. I mean, obviously, they have people like Cheryl Cole, who are massive over here, but, like, you know, you wouldn't really know who they were in the rest of the world. But then with yeah. someone like Videl, oh. this is... A, this is a fashion. This is like this is very much a fashion challenge. So that's why, obviously, the catwalk uh, training is done, and then he is the head judge. Cheryl did go over to America to do X Factor US, but she got fired after that. The the most legendary horrible outfit of all time, that purple and orange combo. Which <laughs> was dressed up like Daphne from uh, Scooby Doo. <laughs> Jinkies! Is that her catchphrase? It's been a while <laughs> since I've seen Scooby Doo. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> well, Shaggy. Oh, that was quite good. My smoking is paying off. Maybe, maybe they should have Scoob as the um, as the guest judge. Well, at least we know who he is. Jesus. away. <laughs> we could call him Do Paul. Scoob Paul. I think we are officially losing it now. Um, <laughs> another person losing it seems to be Tainomi. She's getting upset. She's been in the bottom twice. And then when they're all talking about it, they say, how did you feel, Tainomi, when Brooklyn said it was your final warning? She's like, I don't care about that. Calm down, bitch. She so, gets so angry. I mean, she's taking this whole thing so seriously and so personally. And the problem is, is like, you know, I, I agree with what the judges have said. And I don't think, I mean, obviously, 
as I said before, millions of times, she's bringing with her this, like, legacy, clearly. Like, she thinks she should be on All Stars already because, obviously, she's a massive, popular drag queen and it just isn't... And we don't know that and it's not happening for us. Well, the impression I get, and I could be wrong, is Tainomi, I mean, they even say she's kind of... Um, broken down barriers for other people. So I think she's been doing it for a long time. But doing it for a long time doesn't necessarily mean being good. You were just there. Like, you've been around a, a long time, but you're still on Drag Race. You can't just ride off of legacy. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Sandra, <laughs> the, the British drag queen. I don't know who Sandra is. <laughs> I don't mean that. For listeners that, for listeners that know Sandra, yes, I mean, she is, she is quite, she is a fun drag queen. But like... Sorry, Sandra. It's the whole, it's the whole doing it for years and years. Because, like, obviously, drag queens have been around for a long time. So Tainomi could have been doing it for 30 years. Who knows? That's why I think when they, Tainomi's, like, being dismissive of Brooklyn Heights, it's probably because she remembers Brooklyn coming up. She probably, like, used to be her boss or something. So I think that's the difference. In American Drag Race, when RuPaul says something, they all shit themselves. But when it's Brooklyn, they all know her, and I think they just aren't scared of her. And they're like, who the fuck does she think she is? She was on the show last year and didn't even win. Um, so I get that vibe. She basically lucked Oot to be a judge. <laughs> um, and then speaking of RuPaul... We get her weekly video where she says it's trash to treasure. So it's another design challenge already, which I personally wasn't that keen about. But you were happy, Sam? I love a design challenge. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the Great British Sewing Bee or um, other Project Runway, stuff like that, where they have to... I love Project Runway, yeah. Well, exactly. So they have to... It's to do with skills. And I love to see, um, you know, obviously drag is... You know, doing you know comedy, doing the runway, etc., etc., etc. But I love, I love seeing them create something amazing. It's, it's I find it really impressive, and it shows such talent. Well, that's interesting. You point that out because I do love Project Runway, but it's because they create amazing things. The reason I think I don't like it on Drag Race, I like it for one challenge, but it's because most of them are not good at it, as we see this week, and we usually see. You get the odd one who's a very. But it shows that it shows who's good and who isn't, and you can do. I think you, can, if you're creative enough, you don't have to know how to sew and stuff. You can, you can, you can do something about it. But I think I see. It's funny when it's more funny when it's shit because it's like with MasterChef. I love, I love the beginning episodes where mm-hmm. they come out and turn something awful up because it's just hilarious. It makes it more funny. I know, but we always lose good queens to these design episodes. It's like queens in the past, not like Tony Mantle. <laughs> no, not this week. But I just think. So I think one is okay because you should be able to skate by just on your have your wits about you. But two within f- uh, the first four weeks just seems excessive to me. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I mean, I think it could, be designed, it could be it could be design every week for me, frankly. Did you enjoy the mini challenge of the prick? What do I call them? Prick crew, pit crew, all in their um, little horrible black shorts. No, I didn't enjoy it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Oh, I thought you would. It's right up your street. Bulge Central. It just, uh, first of all, it makes them all look like, you know, baying, thirsty bitches for a start. Because they're like, ah, when they come in. A dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, 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 half, and half of the pit crew were rancid as well. And it was, it was just, I don't know. <laughs> it just it just seems like if, the, if this wasn't a show, if this was a show where it was women and it was like, right, you're two and four to look at boobs. It was just, it would just be like not allowed. And so I don't know, I just... I don't know, I think it's just a bit... I think it's just a bit easy and a bit crass. Sorry, I'm an intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> Despite all the evidence. Um, no, I actually agree with you. I don't find it, like, exploitative. I, I almost find it boring. So once you've seen the first bulge, it is quite repetitive and it's just a bit like... And yeah, it's, if they it's had very... hard-ons, then we'd be talking... It'd be different. 
Well, they're all very padded as well, because, I mean, they're not, it's not really shaped like an actual dick. It's more rounded. No, exactly. But, and they're all the, and the eggs, and all the pants were horrible as well, so, no. They were really horrible. Yeah. If they'd have been provided by box menswear, then maybe... Oh, you got a plug in there. Well done. <laughs> so, because, who wins it? Um, Jimbo wins, and her prize is that she gets to assign, because um, the main, the max challenge is obviously trash into treasure and using recyclable materials. So she gets to assign which bin to which um, team. So which bin would you want, Sam? Um, dusty bin. Um, no, I think I would... <laughs> bin Laden. <laughs> R.I.P. I think I would choose the... Um, so it's metal, plastic, paper, I'd choose isn't the it? plastic one. Oh, I would have picked paper. I would have thought plastic and metal would be really hard to, to yeah, work well, with. Yeah, well, I thought well, paper would be really hard to work with. It's like you can only... It's, it doesn't move. You can only make, like, hard things with it, like, because it would be, like, paper mache, etc. Like, it doesn't... It would never flow. Like, if you've got, if you've got like, a very thin plastic, it would flow like material, whereas paper would never do that. I love the word papier mache or words. C'est français, my love. <laughs> Um, so they're all bitching about each other in the workroom. Um, so much so, as I'm not surprised later, so many of their outfits were crap because none of them were actually doing anything. They were so busy bitching about how someone else was crap, they weren't even making their own crap. They're like, <laughs> so so they're they're, they were making their own crap crap. <laughs> and then we get a bit where Stacy is teaching them to walk. So. I love this. I love this, I have to say. Yeah, I picked up a few tips. Not that I'm going to be walking any runways, but I think it's good to carry yourself with some poise. I'm more like running away. <laughs> I think um, I think she because because obviously you know her history. Uh, you know she knows what she's talking about, and I, it felt like it had a point. Do you know what I mean? Whereas and, and they and you could tell because you, know, you could tell they got something out of it because then the next day for elimination day they walk in doing their walk, etc. Some of them to take it onto runway, but um, yeah. it's like when um, when what they do is pointless it feels like you know you're wasting our time as well like the fucking pants challenge but um this felt oh. it felt like it was it was it had a point to it and it i liked it yeah she, she was really getting into it she was like yes 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 like watching them walk down the room i was like you are gonna need a cigarette after this <laughs> and it sounds like she already does she's go freak yourself off in the toilets <laughs> i think she because it's her craft do you know what i mean so when, when someone like Priyanka did it and looked amazing, you have to admit, like, I think, you know, she felt like proper like the teacher and the students, so she was really impressed by it. So that's why she loved it. Yeah, and I love that she was passionate because as, as many have pointed out, Rue can be quite disconnected on the American series. So it's, it's quite disconnected really on the Canada one as well, actually, I find. <laughs> well, yeah, when the Wi-Fi's down. Um, so they're all talking about what they were like in high school. Sam, we've already heard your coming out stories, uh, full of surprises. But were you well behaved in school, or were you one of the naughty kids? I think I know the answer to this. I was really naughty. Yes, um, I, I mean I was clever, but I think because I thought I was a bit too clever, so I didn't have to work very hard, and um, I was separated from my best friend. Like you know, when you get separated. Um, the friends one. requested it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> the teacher separated me and my best mate um, in all classes. Like, as in, like, we weren't allowed to sit with each other at all. Oh, I had that as well. Me and Gemma had to sit apart. And then I had to go and sit at the front with the teacher, which obviously gave me an extra platform to be more clownish. So that was a huge... You're problem. like, five, six, seven, eight. Spotlight! You're on in five, Miss Minnelli. <laughs> exactly. Don't bring me to the front. That's what I want, honey! <laughs> 
Yeah, I was very naughty as well. I spent a lot of time in detention. Um, but the same as you, I just found it... I, th- I thought I can... With most of the lessons, I was like, just before the exam, I'll just revise it all and learn it. And that usually works. So in the class, it was like, this is all unnecessary. So this is more of a catch-up time, lunch with the ladies. That's how I saw it. But the teachers had different ideas. And that's where we clashed. I remember <laughs> when I was quite young, and one of my... At the end, we should get the end of term. A report, my end of term report said, um, Sam is under the impression that the silly season is in full swing and he's the master of ceremonies. <laughs> One of my um, <laughs> parents even at the thing, they said, and I'm tired of Ed's futile attempts to become the class clown. I was like, futile? How dare you? My mum was like, we're so ashamed. It's not the bad behaviour, it's that you, you failed to be class clown. <laughs> it's like you weren't even successful at it. I didn't know I was being graded by my interruptions. <laughs> Who were marking them, Jesus. <laughs> Good interruption, not funny enough. <laughs> it was being workshopped by, like, Jane Krakowski. Um, so we then get Scarlet Bobo talking about her um, drag mum dying. <laughs> this bit made me laugh. Not the... No, no, Lovely. No, not, the, not the death, but it was like... She was talking about her drag mum dying, and then Rita Bag was just like, was there a health problem? And I'm like... Well, yeah, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> There's usually a health problem when somebody drops dead, I find. I mean, there isn't really much of a bigger health problem than that. I was just like, no, she was fine. She just, you know, died. But well, I think... She got on with it. <laughs> because she said she got out of bed and just fell down, I mean, she, could, she might have meant like she got out of bed and trod on a, you know, a roller skate and broke her neck, in which case it wouldn't have been a health problem until she got to the hospital or the morgue. Uh, oh, I see. So it could have been an accident where you fell out and, like, banged your head. Exactly. Mm. But I think he, he, but obviously once, you know, once you get to the hospital and, you know, it is quite a big health problem, even if you've broken your neck. So um, I just like, and it was sad. <laughs> it was obviously this week's, you know, tear, tearful moment. But um, while well, I was laughing. Yeah, exactly. So you, <laughs> Bobo cried, you laughed and we all sat there. Boo-boo. Scarlet boo-boo. <laughs> Scarlet boo-hoo. Um <laughs> So we we get to the runway and uh, Badel does a Badel would be maybe quite a good name for a drag queen actually then like a if you looked like Adele and you were like a bad no actually yeah, scratch that well, um, Badel look a bit like Adele <laughs> old Adele before she lost the weight well a beardy uh, Adele so Badel <laughs> um, she does not she he does a reveal going from like these bulky overalls to like a magician's jacket um i don't don't think we needed that but we got it anyway but i think having looked on his insta his um signature design is those massive baggy pants um that he has on so i think maybe we're like oh look he's just wearing a boy in a suit oh no it's classic bedell (laughs) but you know obviously if we don't know who it is it means fuck all well the boiler suit is his like signature thing no the bag the baggy the baggy pants he was wearing underneath Oh, I didn't even see them. I just saw the horrible jacket. But I did like Brooklyn's... You don't get waist down once again. <laughs> we, we, um, I enjoyed Brooklyn's lime wig. I think she's been turning good variety of looks this season. So I'm, I'm enjoying that. Yes, agreed. Agreed. I, I, I prefer it when she has longer hair than that short lesbian crop. I don't be like that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, we saw what she's doing next week as well. She's doing almost like a Bette Midler Hocus Pocus thing, isn't she? Did you see the preview? Yes, I did. It looks great. I'm, I'm for it. But then we get the uh, we get to look at the collections. Uh, so it's like single-use queens. Let's review these collections. So first, in teams of three, we get um, Maison Baraga, 
who are, have got the plastic ones. What did you make of their three? I have to say, stunning. Um, I thought they were all brilliant. I think um, it just... To get that from, I mean, um, that might be colouring my view when I said um, that I would choose plastic because what they did with it is just fucking incredible, frankly. Oh, well, I'm just so on a different page this episode because I thought they looked like shit. So this is Scarlet Bobo, Ki- Kiara and It sounds Rita. like you weren't even watching as you were watching. So I mean, I can't. <laughs> I was watching thinking they're going to get read the house down. They look like, they all looked like nachos with melted cheese on them. There was no, I didn't like the silhouettes. I didn't like the colour combinations. I just thought they looked like... It just looked like crap still. So Do you I was not like, think oh, Rita Bagger looked stunning? I thought Rita Bagger looked awful. Oh my God. I, I wouldn't even call it an outfit. She just looked like she had loads of shit glued to her. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely incredible. It looked, I, cause you, did you hear he was, it was like his Lee Bowery tribute? So you get that, you get that reference obviously. And it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just wondering, because it, it, looked, it looked like a Lee Bowery sort of outfit. I thought, um, you know, the lines were supposed to be, you know, boxy, different and, you know, and sort of, you know, jarring to look at. But that's but that was the whole point of it. I thought it was amazing. No, I hated it. I thought Kiara looked the best of the bunch, but I thought they're the losing team. So I was just so off with the judges and you this episode. And then the next. <laughs> Can you see where the problem lies? I think it's everyone else. It's everyone else that is the problem. My taste level is... <laughs> Are you trying Amy Banks? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time, okay? <laughs> so next up we get the house of Rust, who had metal to work with. What did you think of Boa? Oh, God. Now, these three look like crap. I mean, no, I thought Priyanka looked lovely. I mean, the dress... I mean, until you went up close, I thought the dress looked amazing, but um, up close it was a big old mess. This is my main gripe, and I am starting to wonder, am I completely crazy now? To me, Priyanka looked absolutely fucking awful. I think it's the worst outfit of the week. I absolutely detested it. And yet everyone seems to be talking about it like it's nice. It was just shitty bits of duct tape and horrible wires hanging around her. Horrible dress. Like, it was appalling. It was offensive. Okay, I don't, I don't think it was appalling or offensive. I mean, oh, obviously, if you take it was if you take the sum of its parts, right? It was it was an umbrella with no material on it, which looked obviously looked a bit stupid. But um, it if you awful. if you think of the shaping of it, what she had done with the metal. I mean, I know it looked a bit rough when you when you got close up, but from far away, and it was also the presentation, how she walked the runway, which was good, and she you know she'd learned from Stacey, and she looked amazing. She certainly didn't deserve to win, but it wasn't the worst outfit of the week. Look at fucking Boa. Well, I preferred Boa's to Priyanka's. I mean, Boa's was a bit um, slapdash, but she had a little cute thing with the boobs. It was you know, the boobs. Oh, I just this is what I loved again. But who was it? I think it was uh, Brooklyn that says once again you get a honk honk from from Boa, <laughs> which is just every, <laughs> <laughs> every week you have to have a woo when she gets her fat boobs out. It's just like really. Well, she's playing to her strengths which I appreciate but hers resembled an outfit whereas Priyanka's to me just looked like a mess and then I actually really liked Lemon's I wondered if Lemon was going to win I thought that copper dress was really nice but I thought she ruined it with the it prop it was the worst outfit of the week that copper dress oh my god we are really? way off I today. loved the colour I th- it just hung on her like a runny nose and like no shape to it at all I thought you liked hung things Oh, wow. Well, I didn't even recognise... I didn't recognise her in dark hair. I didn't even know it was her, but I loved that dress because I remember Bag of Chips tried to do like a, um, what do you call it, copper wire scrubber dress on Drag Race, and that was one of the worst outfits I think's ever been on Drag Race. But Lemon, I thought, did it 
did it well. Um, so yeah, we're really disagreeing. And then I thought Maison Papier was going to be the winning team. I was. I have to agree with you here. I thought. Um, I mean, even though I didn't think Tony looked very good, um, I thought yeah. Alona looked amazing. I have to say, I thought that was an incredible outfit what she'd done. And um, so I just definitely disagreed with that. And my, what, my favourite thing about this was how they basically, the judges shoved Jimbo right under the rug. <laughs> I know. I thought she was going to win. <laughs> they were like, they were like uh, you know, it's all very well, but they basically basically made it sound like Jimbo had strong-armed them into making her the queen and they were just also rants. Yeah, <laughs> it was so weird, the judging. Everything happened the exact opposite to how I thought. I thought Jimbo's going to win, the paper team are going to win, the plastic team are going to be red for filth, Priyanka's going to be in the bottom two. And it was like, couldn't have been more opposite. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? This is why you've given it such a low mark. Um, I have to say, once they had... No, as I said, I disagreed with um, Alona, but then I did agree once they got to Jimbo, and they were right that, you know, the illusion was destroyed by the fact that there was no makeup on her arms. And I thought the dress was amazing, but again, it looks chunky in the middle. And um, and also the same Mizog dish from Jimbo again. And this week it didn't work. And then when the, obviously the judges got to her, she did not like being being criticised. No, she went white as a sheet. Well, I mean, she was covered in white makeup. <laughs> but I agreed with them that the dress was such a big statement. That what was going on in the head, the hair, the makeup, it didn't really add anything. It, if anything, it distracted. But I just thought that dress was so amazing compared to everything else. I just thought she was going to win. So no wonder she was a bit moody. The dress was amazing, I agree. And uh, But I, I actually thought Ilona was, almost, if not the best of the week, so I was quite distressed by the fact that they didn't like it. I mean, I get what they were saying about, you know, she looked like a, um, a piñata. I get that. But, um, <laughs> but I think, um, I, but I also think that uh, Tanomi's was pretty shit. So she deserved to be in the bottom. And when they told her that, she cried. And then she said, I think I'm just being hard on myself and it's affecting me. I'm like, I don't think you're being hard enough on yourself because every week it's getting worse and worse. And also it's the judges that are being super hard on you. They put her in... I was a bit surprised. I thought she should be in the bottom, but I was a bit surprised they put her in the bottom. I thought that they were going to, you know, actually be a bit kinder. But they were not. And straight away to the bottom. She had nearly had a fucking breakdown on stage. It was brilliant. And Jeffrey was quite bitchy this episode. So he was like... Um, to Jimbo, Ev everyone gets the same amount of time, maybe use it better. When she stood there in this massive elaborate gown, it's like, are you kidding? I know, but it doesn't take, mu doesn't take much time to smear a bit of white makeup on your arms and hands, does it? Oh, you're always smearing white stuff over yourself. I've seen you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually all over my mouth and face, though. <laughs> and then Bedell asked Jimbo, why are you so white? And it's like, you can't ask people why they're white. Do we learn nothing from Mean <laughs> Girls? Come on, Karen. <laughs> So because of this, I mean, completely shocking in my idea, in my book, critique, backstage, everything is really tense. It's like the atmosphere has completely changed. This is why I love the episode, because it had everything. It had a design challenge. It had, you know, walking. And I mean, not as in, I mean, walking around me, not just general walking. I tune in for the walking me. That's why I love Drag Race. I love a good walk. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, this, this was so much drama. And you can tell that, you can tell that it's... um. Like, you know, you cut the, cut the tension with a knife. Brilliant. Oh, yeah, because it got quite vicious. Like, the drama on All Stars is good, but it's quite, like, 
contrived whereas this was like eat shit is what Alona said to Jimbo it was like oh we're not we're not hanging about now and then she had this massive meltdown like it's annoying I spent all this money on clothes and now I'm wearing garbage this is not my drag I'm here to represent trans people I was like I didn't even know she was trans did, was that did she did she say I'm here to represent trans people trans and non-binary people she said I believe well I think she's just non-binary Oh, yeah, just non-binary. And then she was like, I literally look like shit. It's so annoying. I was like, I thought you but looked that good. That is good, though, because then you get the comedy moment because it broke the tension and everybody started laughing because she was being so ridiculous. I love that moment. Not everyone. Tainomi just literally will not stop crying backstage or in the confessional. And I'm like, she needs to go home now because I can't deal with this anymore. It's just boring. The full-on misery that they're all... Because, obviously, as, you know, she's this massive big deal. Um, so, so they're all basically watching her crumble and that's you know it's obviously really sad for them but it's just becoming sad for us and it's just like it's a bit uncomfortable isn't it yeah and then i thought we're gonna get another week of it because she's in the bottom two so is elona which i completely disagree with but then i'm um i thought because elona looked like she wasn't going to be able to lip sync i was like there's no way tainomi's gonna lose because elona's falling apart I love the falling apart as well. So much drama. They're literally falling apart and they were like, I mean, as it obviously as you did at the beginning of the, today's show, but I think, like, I just <laughs> added so much to the episode. Like, the whole, I can't go on. I can't. I've never seen such a massive U-turn that I can't do it. I can't lip sync against her. Then it's one, two, three. Hey, hey, you. And she's jumping around with this massive smile on her face. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then she's even like pointing at her and making fun of her during the lip sync and standing in front of her. I was like, this is the girl you were crying about a few minutes ago that you couldn't send home. But they're the one that told her to pull it out of the bag and pull it out the bag, she did. She did. So it was a bit of a shock. You're right, actually, this was a good episode. I think I was being too harsh. I was just a bit upset about the um, the judging. About being disagreed with. <laughs> but I do love that they chose... Obviously, they were going to choose an Avril Lavigne song at some point. Girlfriend wouldn't have been my number one choice, but I do love the song and it's high energy. Um, and I recommend... <laughs> I thought it was going to be Avril Lavigne, I'm With You, which would have which been good, but it would have been you know too slow for, a bit for this episode. But the, I thought the song was perfect and the lip sync was incredible as well. Did you not think it was i would have chosen skater boy because you it's got a story and you can really add a lot of comedy to it but this one does as well and alona brought the comedy she did it was high energy they were both i mean it it probably could have been a double chante but obviously they did not want to keep tainomi around because it's just getting depressing at this point um i also want to recommend to anyone if you haven't i assume most of you have my one of my favorite celebrity interviews of all time is pop world avril lavigne where she gives the most uncomfortable interview of all time, by interviewed by Alex Zane, and she just doesn't get the humour of his questions at all. And it's so... I watch it, like, every few months. It's so entertaining. You've seen it, haven't you, Sam? I've never seen it. I'm going to have to watch it. Oh, shit, Sam, you will love it, because we know an awkward celebrity interview. We've been in them. But, like, it's so fun to watch someone else's. This week, for me, I watched the... Um, I watched the Joe O'Meara, uh, Fiona Phillips interview again, actually, this week. Oh, shit, I've never seen that one. Is that after Big Brother? Yeah, when she's when she's rocking and, and telling him and saying that she's had death threats, it's just brilliant. Watch it. That that's your home. That, that's our homework each for next week. <laughs> Amazing! I can't wait to watch that. That sounds so up my street. I'm surprised YouTube did not just recommend it to me. Like, what are you playing at? Um, your algorithm's right. <laughs> um, so when the lip sync had finished, they both did well. Did you think that Ilona Ilona won, and did you think she was gonna stay? Well, again, it was, um, you know, it's camera angles, isn't it? And um, there were some bits where obviously she um, turned it a bit and then they loved that. So I thought yeah. that might have swung it for her a little bit. But I thought Elona brought the um, the drama. 
Um, she made it funny. She 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 kept doing things, and Tainomi followed her doing them. Like she pulled off her pom poms and used them as pom poms, and then Tainomi same thing. And yeah. I think it was clear that Elena was um, leading it, and so I think she did well to win. I agree, um, but the the drama continues because once she gets a Tainomi gets sent home. Everyone is crying. I even thought Jeffrey was going to cry. It was like, oh God, they really do Bedell love her crying. and look up to her. I know, Bedell just got there, took off his overalls and started crying and then sashayed away. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a relief. I think similarly to on season 12 when Britta Filter left, it was just a bit of a relief because she was kind of so negative and it wasn't even really that entertaining. And Tainomi seems really sweet and I bet she's really talented. But Yeah, well, she was just a bit... becoming a mood hoover and she was <laughs> like that at the beginning of the episode yeah. throughout and at the end and you know I think she'll watch the show back and be like mm, I'm not sure I did it correctly I agree I'm very very excited for next week because obviously it's Snatch Game which is my favourite episode yay it'll be full of Canadian celebrities that we've never heard of whoop whoop <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's Sam's prediction I think on Canada Drag Race they're going to have Canadian celebrities I've just got a feeling <laughs> you and your investigative work <laughs> I'm going to be Bedell this week <laughs> <laughs> Although someone, um, they give away quite a lot in this preview. Someone does co- the one of the cock destroyers, don't they? Which is a British. They're British, aren't they? The cock destroyers. Get them from UK Drag Race. No, the cock destroyers. Um, well, they did. They called themselves the the frock destroyers. Is what they call themselves on UK Drag Race as a reference to the cock destroyers. Oh, uh, I've never heard of the cock destroyers. But I mean, that could just be me being stupid. Oh, no, I hadn't either. I found out on this very podcast, it was Charlie that told me. So they're two uh, female porn stars who went viral by, like, saying disgusting things online. And um, I still haven't watched one of their videos, but I think a lot of people, they're quite famous online. I think we better do our research. <laughs> yeah. Um, so someone does them. And then one thing that annoyed me about this preview is they actually, it was very obvious that Boa does badly in Snatch Game. They basically gave it away. That can't be a false direct, because she said when they do the... Um, viewing parties for snatch game she's not gonna oh right them. yeah yeah well you know you never know because that is classic drag race when they try they try to lead you and then it's the complete opposite so mm. I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna reserve my judgment on that one if that's a misdirect it's a very clever one uh because it seemed to be very much because it misdirected um, us big time can i just ask you one thing before it. we go do you want to reassess your marks out of 10 yes i do i'm gonna go up to a five <laughs> and a lot of that is thanks to Avril Lavigne <laughs> and her Lyme <laughs> disease <laughs> and Sam thanks guys thank you for listening bye bye